0: like Van Gogh, drop right into the liquor store, no gas in my fucking tank, trying to see how far the shit can roll, and the weed got a nigga blown, beside the fact I'm never home, and your girl calling up my phone, told you niggas leave that bitch alone, all my niggas down to let it go. Won't play us on the radio. Fuck it, I'ma buckle down and hit the road, and I'm finna play all sellout shows. They say that money make the world go round. I ain't never said that shit was true. If money really ain't a thing, I probably. Up in the sky, and whenever you roll up, we get high. I'm ready when you want some, baby. And whenever you roll up, we getting high. I'm ready when you want some, baby. change without changing ain't got nothing to say,
1: nothing to say My next guest has been part of the Seattle music scene for over a decade. He's best known for being half of the legendary Seattle hip-hop duo, Kung Fu Grip. He recently released a solo project called Home Base. It's my pleasure to introduce
0: Greg Cypher. Look at me must beat a nigga lucky day, sunshine real hard to find. Like my number changed, black skin my melanin won't let the sun escape. Nah. Tapped in, they say Seattle like the Hunger Games, head spin. Niggas dance, but I just run the break. holla black on the way to becoming something great. MJ on the jam, I never pump the fake. West side riding on the five with a blunt to blaze. Yeah. Nine six, I want the love more than the fortune, fame. Well I'll take the fortune at least, live for they close the bank. Yeah. Reparations, I need a mule and a hundred acres. Let me raise my family and take it back to the fucking basics terror live in america where it eat its babies and they ask me why i'm crazy i don't know i never left the game got my soul you can't stop me to get me out where i gotta go homies turn to fiends niggas with dreams we gotta follow those still leave me shook to my bones break out the dominoes population control cops patrolling the block is blown sex drugs rock and roll while traffic moving stop and go follow codes in the streets wondering where the honor go it ain't personal business is strictly economical puffing on the chronic smoke watching the time breathe and moving at light speed i do it let my
1: my welcome back to the podcast everyone today i'm with a very special guest the one and only greg
0: cypher yes what up that's me
1: there we go ah. you're
0: you're a legend man oh shit i'm a legend Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, yo. Oh, that feels good. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm i a legend. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Dude, my <laughs> my first, it was probably my, my third interview was Bryce Bowden. He's, like, before I started my podcast, I knew nothing about this. I didn't even know there was a Seattle music scene.
0: Okay, wait, wait, real quick. My bad. I, I have a habit of doing this. No I, I asked the, the interviewer questions. Uh, so, wait, wait, where are you from initially? I, I grew up on Mercer Island. Oh, okay. Well, no, you you're from Seattle, dog. <laughs> no, you're from out here. Don't, don't, don't run away from it. Okay, but anyways, okay. So, but you, you got into the hip hop scene, yeah. semi recently.
1: Yeah. So it's been like about a year and a half, close to two years, and okay. um, I knew Macklemore. You know, okay. I, okay. I didn't even know Little Mosey. I didn't even know who Little Mosey was when people were all, saying Little Mosey. Us. Yeah, right. And um, basically, my third interview was with Bryce Bowden. I just happened to go to um what's the name of that sneaker store he was part oh, of? Oh, The Cool. The Cool, The yeah. Cool. I just happened to go there, and he was talking to a customer, and he handed out a CD. And I was like, oh, shit. Here's my chance to get a wrapper on, on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reached out to him, got a CD, and we set up an interview at the station. And that was literally, like, one of my first interviews, and I'm, I've been close to them ever since. Yeah,
0: that's my brother, man. Like, we... Uh we, like, literally grew up next door to each other, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, that's my guy, uh, when, like, uh, I was in, when we were doing Kung Fu Grip, like, early on, he was, like, right there with us, man, you know what I'm saying, he'd be, yo, rolling with us to shows, we're doing shows on the east side, you know, we're doing shows, we're, like, man, doing hell music, you know what I'm saying, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's been, uh, the bro, we were all, we are all in the same crew, you know what I'm saying, so, um yeah bro that's dope that's dope you got him on the pod bro because yes. he definitely needs more shine He's one of the illest i think underrated spitters out here oh for sure God,
1: very underrated i just him i've had um trey on the podcast yep, like, that's all
0: I, honestly i'm I, like i'm not probably like with the exception of and, and you're i was listening to the podcast today because I, I had to <laughs> i had to like you know do a little bit of research but um Man, yeah, so you're a young brother. You're 20. Yeah, you're 20. 20. See, I'm 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 trash because I'm 29, but um <laughs> you, I, I'm like, oh, you're a young brother. <laughs> so like, old ass man. But uh nah uh yeah, like outside of I would say like like my cutoff is probably like twenty-five mm. at this point in the Seattle rap scene. So like uh yeah, like I probably know ninety-five percent of the scene if you're like 25 and older (laughs) but if you're like 22 and below i might not know you and that's because you know we just didn't have the same right entry point you know and the things we had to go through a lot different yeah
1: definitely and that's i think what's important for my podcast is to get Anyone and everyone on the podcast, no matter how old or how young they are.
0: Yeah, I got put on to Moondrop through through you. I was wow. like, oh, I was like, i never even heard of this brother. He's, he's nice.
1: Hell yeah! And so, dude, you guys rep ninety six to infinity.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, 96 nine, is the squad. Yeah, man, that's the crew. Um,
1: I've had Dell on. You know who's part of Souls? Of, oh shit, yeah, associated with S- Souls of Mischief and all that.
0: Y- yeah, yeah, uh, man, nah, Dell is my uh, favorite interview I've uh, had. <laughs> man, he is uh so man, he's a fucking legend. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's that uh that whole like era is really what I'm inspired by currently. Yeah. So like Dell, you know, especially early Dell, like Souls of Mischief, uh Farside, you know what I'm saying, um, Freestyle Fellowship. Um, MERS, you know, Living Legends And shit like that Like, that was stuff that When I was coming up Like, that was really popular Underground shit Like, that was like Monumental, crucial You have to listen to this type of music yeah. But it was West Coast So, it, like, you know I had East Coast Tendencies, you know These were artists that were that were rapping But they were also It still had, like it swing. It was still West Coast as shit. You know what I'm saying? Razz, Kaz, Uh yes.
1: I've had so, him on the podcast. Yeah. Like Razz, Yo, yeah,
0: yeah. J-Mo Gang. I, yeah. I saw you interview them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yeah, man. These, these, those those guys, are, are, I'm, I feel like I'm very much in the uh, tradition of. You know what I'm saying? Yes. For sure.
1: And I feel like there's just, of course, the new generation of rappers, they think someone like a J. Cole's an old head. And oh, well, realistically, he's not even old at all. I
0: mean... uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. I think uh, you know it's it's been interesting because the game has um, you know we're at like what the 50 year mark or something like that. Like hip hop started 73. Clap your hands, everybody! If you got (laughs) what it takes, um, yo. But yeah, man. Um, even our like eldest elders, like I just seen Melly Mel on Vlad TV. Yeah, and he's like probably like 60. Yeah So uh, You know what I'm saying All you Like ageism in hip hop Like That's going out the door Every day yeah. You know what I'm saying I think uh, Especially now It's just really about you know I think individual artists you know West Side gun and like all those guys like they're all older all in their thirties yeah um even even some of the cats that when I was younger like when I was first entering the scene a lot of the people that were blowing up were like twenty seven twenty eight yeah. twenty nine you know what I'm saying so it's it's not really a it's just about being unique and being yourself you know what I'm saying and I think in making dope shit people are gonna always flock to that no matter what you know
1: for sure so I'm confused I've talked to Bryce. Is Kung Fu grip still a thing?
0: Uh it's not a thing right now. Oh, not right now. It's uh it's a thing in the sense that uh Fish is still like my best friend and like we uh talk like every day and we still make music together sometimes. But uh like I I think our friendship right now is better without it right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like it's cool. It's like I like just talking rap like how we're talking right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like having pressure to go like Get in the studio and like make something, you know what I'm saying? Beating a group is really hard. It's like you got so much compromise and shit, you gotta, you know what I mean? And me and him put everything into it for 10 years, jeez, for over 10 years, you know, since we were 16. And it's like, just get to a point where it's like, all right, like, uh, you know, what are we doing? You but you're, you're ready to release your own
1: shit. You have been releasing your own shit. I've like, been
0: releasing my shit, yeah. Uh, I guess because I'm, I'm. And not to say anything about Fish or where he's at. I don't want to comment on, you know, where he's at artistically. But I, you know, for me, I'm still hungry. You know what I'm saying? But also, I think, you know, um, if you listen to 2KFG, and, I mean, if you, you know, for any listeners out there who have, you know, followed our whole trajectory, like, we kind of went from being cypher rappers, backpack kind of, you know, to being, like, more like modern, like we started doing like cloud rap and infusing it with the cipher rap, mm-hmm. and Including
1: singing even. Yeah. yeah, and we
0: were doing a lot of so. Like I felt like we were a little bit ahead of our time, but as the game has shifted, it was like I felt like we were trying to keep up with this new era. And and mm. as soon as I feel like I'm forcing it, like I had to let, like I had to be like, I need to do what I what feels easy. You know what I'm saying? Not like, ah, oh, I'm like pressing myself to make this type of
1: right.
0: trendy song because I need to. Um, and I'm and Fish is so, he's such a talented rapper. I think he could do really any style. Well, I can too, but I feel like I feel better in this pocket. I feel like that's, that's really who I am. You know what I'm saying? Always have been.
1: Do you think it's like a starting over in a sense? You still oh, have man, your I'm reputation compl- though. That's I have bit- my
0: reputation here, but I'm literally starting over wow <laughs> yeah it's it's been really uh it's been really hard especially with covid too man it's like i mean and, and i've been kind of just like kind of playing the back because i just been going through hella personal shit too but yeah with covid like my whole album like home base kind of got totally swept under the rug when it first mm-hmm. dropped like it was like it was like covid and then uh george floyd like right the same week I dropped home
1: base.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, so it was like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Nobody gives a shit right now. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But um, it's been cool. It's been kind of a blessing because people have been tapping in, like, over time. And I think it's, like, people have been paying attention and, like, I've heard it and been like, this is great. And I've gotten some, like, you know, really dope co signs, people who I fuck with. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just literally starting over. And it's been mm. dope to be able to do that because... I just like I said, I get to create it now. I get to just you know, like I said, but it's starting from scratch is fucking hard, dude.
1: You when I I it's almost like I'm gonna be honest. This is a crazy. I don't even know if I should be saying this, but when I <laughs> set up my interview with you, yeah, I I wasn't even think I didn't realize until like I re, I texted Bryce. I didn't realize until like three days before the interview that you were part of Kung Fu Grip.
0: Oh wow! I yeah. wasn't
1: even thinking of you as Kung Fu Grip. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is a dope artist. I love the album. I actually found you through your solo music when you released your song with um you you're on nobi's project yeah yeah
0: yeah man and uh man shout out to that brother to me <laughs> like nobie like man there's a very there's a there's like a short list of mcs i really rock with from the town that brother right there is next level incredible incredible man but um yeah, um that that's dope. That's cool. And I think, you know, that's that's kinda that's kind of our fault too. Cause when we when we did two K of G, like we kinda went into a period where we were Kung Fu Grip was like, Okay, we are established and we have all this like past work and for some reason we thought it was smart to like take all our old shit down mm. and like just here's this new picture, thinking that we were gonna build on that picture. And the picture was complete it was like done it like didn't need to go any further but for people who are just like entering whatever's going on is like they don't know nothing about that of that past shit like i you know i mean it's almost like the 10 years of seattle rap that i was doing it's like it's almost like non-existent right now yeah um and then also just i i'm i'm a like people know me by like my hair and like my like, aesthetic, I guess, and my aesthetic changed so much over the years, and now I'm just, like, back, like, I, I I, was doing the dyed hair shit, you know what I'm saying, like, I was doing the ripped jeans, and I was doing, like, all this, and the next thing you know, I'm, like, back to being just, like, yo, I'm just, I'm being regular, bro, mm. I have no desire to impress you people anymore, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, like, you don't know who the, who this is. Like, who is this? Just random, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, like. Do you think it's time to start more collaborating then, or what do you think? Oh, no, I'm very collaborative. I'm very collaborative. Like, that's the thing is, uh, you know, so post-KFG, I uh did Shorty Fresco. So I don't know if you check that out. Shorty Fresco is a group I was in with uh, Jamel Moxie and Grimeshine. And I was like, boom bap but it was it was like soul boom bap shit like we were sit, singing a lot on there it was a lot more soul oriented neo soul oriented um and then i did my solo tape and i'm just like i'm always been scared to be by myself mm. like i think that's always been like something that was jacked up for me it was like you know i always been in groups always since the beginning i was rapping and i finally got to a point where i was like you know what no nah, like, i could do this i i could do this But I didn't want to do it. I still didn't want to do it by myself. Like, I was like, yo, I want, it's going to feel better if I'm collaborative with the community, you know what I'm saying? Or with the people who I looked up to when I was still rocking tracks. You know, I wanted to always make with certain people. So, like, for example, like uh, Rick Rude, a.k.a. Rick Reams from Fresh Espresso. Um, Like, he was one cat who, like, I've always wanted to work with. Um, like I always looked up to him. He was like a huge mentor for me. And uh the homie Aaron King and like now it's like a full like and uh Def D. You know what I'm saying? Def D is like my been my friend for almost as long as I've known Fish, like twelve, you know, almost ten years. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um so it was just tapping back in. Um, but I'm I I I feel like I still feel that same way. Like I'm scared to just you'll probably never hear a full album of just like I'll never do a J. Cole style album where I was just like, "Yo, you get 12 songs and it's just me."
1: But maybe you need to do
0: that. Think uh, about it. Like... No, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. Because I, 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 <laughs> I, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like rap has all these fake like pressures, right? And it's like, man, bump or like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not subscribing to any of that. Like, I'm just gonna make the music I want to make with the people I want to make it with. You know what I'm saying? So it's never ever just on me it's never going to be, it can't be on me. It's like, it's gotta be about this community. It's gotta be about the people who are there supplying it. I can't supply all the juice. Like I try, but I like, sometimes I need my homie to come in, you know, substances or not. Like I need some, I need your energy here to just feed me and be like, okay, cool. Now I can, and get, if you just happen to be on the track, awesome. You know what I'm saying? But Collaboration is huge. Like Sam Lachow is a big inspiration for Ooh. me, like that. Like he's a master of that. Like he's a master of bringing like all you guys, these you guys have a song together. With, the Kung Fu Grip has a song. With yeah, Sam we were Lichow. on the first Young Seattle. Yes. Yeah, man. But um, you know, he's like he's always been great for that. You know, so I, I always looked up to that and was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to do that too.
1: Yeah, I think my whole thing was like. I give myself a, like a five-year plan of doing the podcast, and I like, reevaluate. But I'm always like reevaluating. Like I've already within the first year, I already had like rebranded the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and my first three episodes of the podcast, I had like a partner in crime or co-host, and I realized I'm the one doing everything. Right? I'm. I I feel like I see what personally everyone, in a sense, needs some type of crutch. But once they get rid of that crutch, they grow mm. immensely. Do you feel that not in a negative way that Kung Fu Grip was maybe a crutch for you and this is like a fresh start and like it's a refresh
0: uh, I wish Kung Fu Grip was Oh no, I wish. No. I think at some points it was a crutch for both of us. But I think more than anything Kung Fu Grip was a a fucking fireball. Like it was like Yo, bro, like, Real High Thrill Ride. Like, we were coming at you full speed. Like, it should have been, like, continuing forward. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's the first time I'm saying this shit on record. It's it's like, yo, like, it should have been, like, I have visions of Kung Fu Grip being a group. Like, the, you know, like hip-hop don't want groups no more. They they hate seeing, like, groups of black people together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. real talk. Like, yeah. when we first came in the game, I listened to your Jar of D interview. Yo, Jarv D literally broke it down. If Y'all, y'all go back and listen to, the, to that Jarv D episode, okay? Jarv D breaks down how the scene was. And when we first came in the scene, bro, it was like everyone was unique and everyone was – it was like a lot of groups, a lot of people together. And slowly but surely, it's like same thing with hip-hop. It's like, man, when you first come in the game, you got like nothing but groups, run DMC, Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? This group, yeah. this group, Boogie Down Productions, you know, all these groups, Wu-Tang. And then now it's like, it's not even popular. Like, it's not a thing. It's not cool to be in a group, really. Mm. Um, so I always had this vision of Kung Fu Grip being this group that would last the test of time, like continue to go. And that's why I would say right now, like, nothing's <laughs> happening right now. We on hiatus. We're on hiatus. That's my bro. <laughs> We're on hiatus. Something might come soon, you know. I I want. I personally would love to get to a point where, like, people are just like, "We need the tape." Like, mm. please, we're not gonna ask you guys anymore. We have raised money or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we want to. We want to see Kung, a new Kung Fu Grip album. If the fans demand it, cool. I, you know, it's kind of hard to take out the fish and be like, "Yo, dog!" Like, people are. You know, it's like we gotta do the tape. You know, but uh, yeah, man. I think that should have been his own thing. So. With me, now it's just like I said, now I'm just kind of like, I just changed the energy. Like, instead of it being like, it's like, okay, it's like, it's like, okay, you have a Marshawn Lynch, right? Like, you're you're, you're, you're the Seahawks, you have a Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch retires, so you go get, like, a Chris Carson, and you go get, like, another cat and another cat, and you kind of have a running back by committee. So it's kind of like that for me. Like, I have a committee, and I have people who, like, fill in spots that you know what I'm saying I'm weak at like I'm you know what I'm saying I'm just I just do what I'm good at right. I let other people do what they're good at and showcase them you know what I'm saying but it's still my vision so that's what's different It's like I'm not compromising the, the vision and that's that's what happened with Kung Fu was like we got two different visions of how we want to approach this dog and then with our manager it was like three different you know and it just it's too chaotic mm-hmm. everybody's Doing too much. So, yeah. Um, to answer that, help that. Yeah, me ask that it's, question. It's now. the next chapter, man. That's what all it it's is. the. Ne- I mean, dude, and that's the thing. Is like, uh, I had so many groups that I loved, you know, coming into this shit. Like, you know, fucking The Satisfaction, man. And, like, Fresh Espresso and Metal Chocolates and Hella Dope and Kingdom Crumbs and more gang. It's like the list goes on and on and on and on. And you know it's like groups break up man like and i'm not saying we are yeah, broken up but yeah. you know it's like this is what happens you know i had to accept that i just wanted to get to a point in an artist where as, as an artist where i just don't give a fuck anymore you know i was just like i don't care i care so much i don't i don't care like i'm just like i just want to make awesome shit that i like and that's 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 the that was kind of where it was kind of an impasse like I like one song. You don't like this song. You like this song. I don't like that song. (laughs) You know, it's just like, ah, man, just go make, you know, let's go make a music. The
1: craziest part about music nowadays and just media in general, like, it's it's, it's a blanket statement for me to say that you need to work harder now because there was just less musicians back then, you know, and like there was more people like, oh, shit, yeah, I want to manage you right now, right? But now there's so many artists, managers like, oh. You want me to manage you, but are you going to actually pay me? There's so many different things. There's so many things you have to go through, you know, like you just need to have a fucking plan. And I feel like people, especially hip hop, people get too ageist, but you don't, you don't need to think that way.
0: Yeah, no, it's like I said, all the rules are broken. Like there's no rules. The only rule is you got to be, uh, what's the word? Like inventive. Like you got to be like creative with what, with, you know, how you want to move. Um, you know, I, at least for me right now, like the way I see it, the way I see hip hop moving, you know, it's going to be about immersive experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be about just, okay, got the record, Spotify, show, tour, merch. Like, it's not that anymore. Like, it's like, yo dog. like, uh, it's not, it's not, oh, I just send my tape to a blog and like. Hopefully they post it and like people see me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not that anymore. It's literally like make it happen. You know what I'm saying? So make your website, have your podcast, tell your story, uh, have your live streaming, have your album, have your merch, like figure it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like people wanna
1: they wanna it's like they wanna be sitting next to you at the Dinner table <laughs> No but it's
0: also But it's also like bro Like what the game Sells you And this is what Frustrates me is You know artists Who haven't been In this shit long enough Don't know What the how What this shit Will do to you man It will literally Break you Like I don't want to sound like the jaded rapper, but I'm the jaded rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Shit will destroy you. It'll chew you up as out and, and people don't know what they want going into it. It's like college; like you have to, you're, you'll, you'll do best when you know what 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 your end goal is. Which you know what I'm saying, and what is success to you? Yeah. So, like, really, you know, I mean, if you just want to drop music from your bedroom, there's that's that's a. That's a success path that happens there's an end path but that if you want to be f- fucking drake there's a way you got to go about that you know yeah. what i'm saying it, it it's it's just all about what you want and you got to understand the consequences people want to jump in the game don't know the consequences of stuff they do and then you end up getting caught out there you know a lot takashi 69 you know it's like <laughs> damn yeah. like coulda told you that from the beginning it's like everyone was <laughs> they rapped about that you know like if you listen to rap music this the tale is told over and over and over again and we just get sucked into this like american like oh like the flashy car it's like i would just want to like have a sign in front of every yeah. rap music video like disclaimer this is not fucking real you know what i'm saying cuz it's not wow. bro it's not it's, these are rented cars these are paid models these are paid directors. Everybody has gotten paid and the artist has gotten paid last. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, like, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what you want to do, is I'm sure it's dope. But I'm not like you're not you're not fooling me. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm hip hop, bro. You know what I'm saying? And all my guys are hip hop. We really know this culture in and out. It's like, okay, yeah, you could fool the masses with all that shit, but like the masses are fickle, bro. You know what I'm saying? So one moment you could be in the mix, and next minute, dog, you could be designer. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, god, oh my god. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we don't, we don't know you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can't get in the club no more. That sucks. That sucks. It hurts.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Well, what are some things that you've learned about your solo career that you can take away from?
0: No, well, nothing yet. I haven't really done shit yet. Hmm. I don't think I've really. I don't think I've really accomplished. The only thing that I've learned is to be more, like, a little bit more self-reliant. So, like, I don't go to studios anymore. Like, we used to pay to go to the studio a lot. I don't go to the studio like that no more. I just do that shit at home. You know what I'm saying? I could sit and smoke as much weed and, you know, indulge in what I want and just make music. Um, Yeah, that. uh, uh, I guess also just knowing my lane. Like, knowing who I am as an artist, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, like I said, it just goes back to my last point. Like I am not trying to be Lil Uzi Vert. You know what I'm saying? I make, it's like, it's like I'm not going to make this type of rap and expect to have Lil Uzi success. Like I got to look at, I make this type of rap and I got to look at other cats in that niche in that field and see who's successful and who's doing what in that field and then apply you know what I'm saying? It's like, I see cats, like, we got Benny the Butcher and West Side Gun. Boom. That is a perfect example of uh, direct, like, fan, artist to fan, like, work. You know what I'm saying? And then also just them staying true and, you know what I'm saying now? It's like, you got, you got all these artists in the game that, you know, the underground shit is all, is all bubbling back up, you know? It's right. always going to be there. So. For me, it's like, you know, trying to understand that more, understand that world more. Who's the artist? Who are the people I need to be paying attention to? And uh, it's opened up my eyes. It's really just like how much hip hop is very much alive and like, you know, still rocking. Cats still care about lyrics. Cats still care about beats. Cats still care about the culture and bringing like what matters to the to spot. You know what I'm saying? Not to knock any of the younger cast or to people doing any of the different type of shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just it's dope to see that.
1: Right. I see a lot of even back to your interview, you're saying a lot of older artists have always struggled with. It's weird saying you're an older artist. Not even really an older artist. I'm
0: not. No. Just artists. But I feel old. <laughs> but the, the thing is, they get they make they make you feel old. Like I when I made the switch, uh, you know, cast was really like I'm like, look, I'm this is the type of album I'm making, and this is what I want to do with what I'm doing, and I see it, and it could work. I remember Cass being like, yo, Cyphe, that's not going to sell, B. It's mm-hmm. not going to work, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, ah, like that shit. It's like, man, that shit just drives me so much. It's like, um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of got lost.
1: No worries, man. Like, this is
0: your stage. The, 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 so
1: I see a lot of artists, they've always said, I'm trying to figure out the way to get out of Seattle. But stay in uh, Seattle.
0: Oh no, 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 no! You see, that's to me. You can't. You got to. You have to just get out. I mean, I I can't <laughs> talk because I haven't left yet. I, but you have to leave, and when you leave, no matter where you go, you drop shit and you're still getting love from out here. So, you know, there's no there's no reason for all that shit, man. Um, you just you just you just gotta leave unless you can pop from out here like on some little mosey shit, you know.
1: Do you think Sam Lachow counts is popping from out here or you on uh, I think at
0: one point I'm look, man, I'm gonna keep it G. Like, I don't think anybody except Malcolmore or Lil' Mosey pop from out here. You know, this is mix a lot and shit. Like it's just depending on your your perspective on what his success. Like, Sam LaChow, I'm pretty sure can live off of his music. Like I'm pretty sure he can pay his rent with music. Yeah. So Hopefully. <laughs> I, I I I man, yo, I yeah. I know he's been kind of a little bit more in the shadows, I feel like lately. But
1: yeah. I just see, like, <laughs> I'm gonna <just> be <being> honest, <laughs> from the outside looking in, it seems like. All these older artists are going through fucking shit.
0: Right? <laughs> oh bro, it's so hard. It's because dog, it's like you put so much money and effort into the game that it just you just get you just get fucking beat up. But uh you know what? It's not even it's it's you know what it is is we're, we came up in an era, bro, where and that's the thing, is like I was sixteen. So I was the young cat. Yeah. Well all the you know what I'm saying? 29 year olds were all looking at me like, all right, yeah, like I was watching how they did it and it's not that way anymore. So, like, you can't think like that. And well, that's the hard. Older people are like, that's the hard. People now. They're, hard. They're hard. They're hard. You can't, like, I can't think. Like, we came up in an era where it was like, bro, you had to rap, you had to perform, you had to still kind of get it. Yeah. Even though you had, like, the obvious, like, the snap era or whatever, like, you had all this different type of shit. Out here, bro, it was like you could walk up to a cipher, and someone will destroy your life, <laughs> make you go home and never want to rap again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like it's not, it's it's not like that no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like I said, you see all these cats putting all this work, and then you see new cats come in. They just, they just, they get the internet. They get it. We don't get it. Fuck. That's the problem. It's just the internet. I, mean, I think it's the internet, and it's also, like, bro, we... Okay, here's a hot take for you. Okay. This is fucked up. <laughs> so, I think... and Okay. The heist sent Seattle hip-hop back, I feel like, 10 years. Because we all... Like, I feel like the world, the outside world, doesn't look at that album or that, that push. Like, it's it's real. Like they don't look at it like it's like yo, this is some. They don't respect Macklemore as a as a as a like figure in rap like that. Like I think he has respect in pockets, but it's not like yo, we can re- fully respect that dude. I think on a countrywide, we look at him like yo, that shit was corny. Regardless whether he's corny or not, whether regardless what you feel like, I feel like that's the hip hop. Like that's the perception. So when it comes to anybody else, like we we kind of lied to ourselves out here. And I feel like a lot of cats rode the wave and they tried to, like the, they saw the door open and we all, it was like we all did, was trying to do whatever we could to 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 get there. Right. And that shit hurt everybody's music. That shit hurt everybody's thing. And there were some people who had success. And like I said, not to knock the Sam Chow's Raz, uh, Nacho, uh, anybody who benefited from that in any way including myself you know i play key arena with mac but <clears throat> it's look at the scene now it's like it's it has got a bunch of cast everyone's just doing it's either i'm either doing someone else's style or wow. yeah. i see that
1: because i always i've seen that like
0: you're just doing 30,
1: pop rap shit. Like, it's not. It's nothing unique. 2010, it seemed like there was like a huge community of artists that were just all working. And together.
0: we were all different, bro. It was the thing. Is like wow. Macklemore wasn't like Ross Sion. Ross Sion wasn't like Gio. Gio wasn't like Gabe Teodros. Gabe Teodros wasn't like Hella Dope. Hella Dope wasn't like. It was just like too much uniqueness, bro. But it was special because we would all be in the same room. So it was like hood rappers. Hipster rappers and cats like me and Fish, who are from the fucking suburbs, (laughs) were able. If you if you really had if you really had skill, it was like respect. You know what I'm saying? And that and you had people and you had gatekeepers who were you know for better or worse, which shut that whack stuff out of here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now. So where
1: did where did Mclemore even fit into like this music scene in that era?
0: He well, from my view, he was. I mean, he was always popping. Like, he was a little before my era. So Language of My World was, like, a little bit before my era. But we played at the, Vers- the Versus EP release party. So the first thing that Malcolm Moore really had, like, okay, other side, Malcolm Moore, Ryan Lewis, the Versus EP. We played that release party, okay, with a bunch of cats. And it was sold out and it was crazy. Um, so to me, like, he always had that, like, pull and that, like, that regional vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like he's popping out here, and he could tour like a Greaves or something like that, right? But you're not cons- in the scene. Like, I wouldn't. I don't think people, at least artist-wise in the community, you're not thinking he's doper than Dime Def. right? Like, he's not doper than dissatisfaction. Like he's not doper than Ish. Like, you're not doper than Grinch. You know what I'm saying? To me, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's numbers and you know, yada yada yada. How do you even
1: know. get all that? Like, how did you get Schoolboy Q and all these people on the heist? Bro, doc?
0: it's because it's money. It's just money and fucking clout shit, man. Huh. You know what I'm saying, um, you know, I mean, I think like you could say that. How old is man? You boy? could say he's like he's probably like thirty five. Okay. Um, because like he was twenty seven when the heist and all that, like 27, 28 when like versus EP and all that shit. So that was like eight years ago. Got him. So, eight or nine years ago. So, yeah, man. He's, like, probably, like, he's vet rap status right now. You know what I'm saying? Jeez. I mean, the thing, He, you know, his story, he was, a, he was like, a backpack rapper, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, dog, you, you, you did all this pop shit. Okay, cool. But uh, I just feel like, you know, the, the really the main impact, all that shit doesn't matter leading up. Like, leading up, bro, you're fine. I, you know what I'm saying? But... Yo, the way the heist broke through and how it was, uh, I just feel like how it was, like, how it splashed back on all the artists here and how it was like, yo, Feeding Frenzy, everybody's trying to get the next. Yo, the looks on Seattle. Seattle's about to, Seattle's about to, they're all coming to ANR. It's like, it fucked the scene up.
1: But was, is that Macklemore's fault or is it just like? I'm not not saying i'm not even saying you're
0: Yes, it's Macklemore's fault yes
1: it's
0: Macklemore's fault <laughs> <laughs> it is it is i'm i don't mean to diss but it is it's like yo man you knew what you were doing bro you knew what you were doing when you made that album b you know what i'm saying like you knew what you were doing when you texted kendrick and shit you know what i'm saying you knew what uh. you you knew what you were doing come on man it's just like dog when you be on ellen and shit like we know what you— it's just it's not it's the, I, okay, here's a story. We open at uh, Pialop State Fair. Kung Fu Grip, we're with XP doing a song. Now, great opportunity. Thank you, Macklemore, for <laughs> creating an opportunity for us to play at the Pialop Fair. We, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we out there, we're rocking, and I'll never forget, like, I... <laughs> I, I, like, the song ended, I dapped up XP, and I was like, yeah, what up? Shout out to XP, that's my nigga. And it's like, crowd went dead silent. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird. That's, that shit felt weird, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, the people who listen to him, bro, they're not hip-hop fans, bro. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're not, you're not, like, like, the people who validate you aren't, they're not coming from the, like, culture like that. So, like... We got all these people looking for validation from people that ain't even really rocking with the shit we're doing, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I can, and I feel like as a black artist out here, I could never be successful. You have to leave. I could never be successful as a black artist. N- home base could never pop out here because it doesn't relate to white people. Period. It's, it just doesn't. It's just
1: the city. So, like if you think if you like released it and like if Kung Fu Grip started in.
0: Kung Fu Grip should have blown up. Kung Fu Grip should have been bigger than it was. But it's like, I'm not trying to sound bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm really comfortable. Trust me. But I'm just saying, like, Kung Fu Grip can't pop in Seattle because uh, low-key, it was kind of like, yo, we were like, definitely white folks wasn't trying to hear what we were saying. They liked the show. I think they liked the idea of Kung Fu Grip, but musically, it wasn't like. Not, it's not like sticking to us. You know what I'm saying? We feel this. This is representative of us. Because it wasn't. You but know what I'm isn't saying? The,
1: isn't the scene here, people say it's hip-hop, though?
0: Right? No, no, I don't. They think they do. I don't. Like, who says that?
1: <laughs> well, I guess other artists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what artists? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what so I'm saying? The, the, so they don't. They don't. But look, I, I'll, say, <laughs> I, we, I'll say it. i say it, but I, I know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I know who I'm talking about, not what I'm talking about. It's not to discredit you. But I'm just saying... Uh, um, Man, uh, fuck! I always do this, bro. <laughs> I be talking and just losing my thought. we were talking about Macklemore, right? And how it, how it hurt the scene.
1: So, but do you, what? What, what do you think? that <laughs> like, like, the main genre?
0: Oh, hip hop had- out here. Okay, so look. Hip hop, hip hop out here. It's not like it's not viewed on the in the world. Like it's not viewed out. Like we are a hip hop city. We're not. We're not a hip hop city. You know what I'm saying? We're a a grunge city. We do hip-hop now. Hip-hop is a focus. But it's not like the world is looking at Seattle like, yo, like this is the hip-hop mecca. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was talking about Kung Fu Grip and Home Base and how I feel like white audiences can't connect with certain shit like that. But you look at, if I was to make music for them, per se, like if I was to make a Macklemore-type song, (laughs) I would... I would get more play out here, but I, I I refuse to do that. You know what I'm saying? But I know artists out here who have done that, mm. black and and other races. They make the pop song, and of course it's gonna pop out here because that's what the fuck they relate to. You have to bend to the audience.
1: Wait, how old? How old is Ill Chris?
0: <sighs> uh, old. <laughs> so he wouldn't be. He's alive. my he's my guy. I'm not hating on Ill Chris. Chris has found a way to be, like, the freshest nigga ever. (laughs) So, you know, I think he's kind of an outlier. Like, he's like, like, bro, like, he he brings more to the table than just rapping. Mm. He, like, man, when the rappers come out here, like, he shows them where to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? When he got to Vegas, like, they're tapping in with him. Like, he's doing more than just rapping. He's, like, connecting pieces. He's, like... He's doing a lot of different shit. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. But, like, oh man, I just, I don't want to, like, shit on people. But I'm just saying, like, there are certain artists from out here, like, Fatal Luciano should be huge. You know what I'm saying? But because of the demographic out here, you'll never be as popular as he should be. Just staying in Seattle.
1: Do you, when you say stay in Seattle, are you talking about, like, you need... The concert venues and like people no, go you to the shows you or like need to
0: you need to go somewhere where hip hop is. You got to go somewhere where the where where your people are
1: to get connections though, or what? Because like when to released, get fans. But when you're when you release music now, it's on the internet. It's not like you're like it's not like there's a Seattle Spotify. There's not an LA Spotify. Right, like, but you, you
0: have but you have like you, when you type in something or like like I'm not gonna go like if I'm from Seattle, I'm not gonna go on my. I mean, maybe you can. I haven't tried this. That's right. Like I said, I'm old. So um, I, I I haven't, like, gone in and be like, okay, I'm going to do this Instagram ad. I'm going to focus it towards people in Atlanta. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, people in Atlanta don't fucking know me. Right. So, it's like, I have to do Seattle. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, like, so, you, you, like I said, a lot, the, these artists, like, I promise you this. Lil Mosey doesn't just go viral, and pop overnight. That's all I'm saying. But he had his
1: he had like a manager or something. Exactly.
0: There. You got some extra connections behind. You got some more things that are happening, people working behind the scenes to make this shit happen. It doesn't happen overnight. You know what I'm saying? Um, Even though it seems like that, you know what I'm saying, to to people on the outside. Um, Even Gab, like, I think, yeah, bro, Gab had put in so much work before Come Correct. It was like Come Correct was the perfect storm, but Like I said, I think she also had someone who was outside of this demographic, outside of this state's demographic, who had a lot of eyes on her. Blinds already had a lot of eyes on her doing what she was doing. Already a dope spitter. You just, she she just put oil to fire with that shit and that shit went. You know what I'm saying? That's how it works. Mm -hmm. But like, same thing with like when Nacho popped off. It was like, Nacho. Was with B-A-Y-B He was doing all the war gang shit But like It wasn't until He got with Blue Sky Black Death Who was like this Production conglomerate To like help Push it home Did it go You know what I'm saying all Like right. If you don't have that out here Man you It's hard bro It's very hard But
1: isn't There's a difference between like Societal and cultural Like wouldn't you say Culturally right now It's cool to be black
0: uh, I'm not saying It's not cool to be black
1: But like If, if people think if people, you know, people, honestly, some people, white people, want to be black in a certain extent, right? Yeah, but so, they don't want
0: to be—they don't want to be black on our terms. But wouldn't they want to listen to that music? Uh, they. But what, what? Okay, that's the thing. The shit that that they consider black is what they see on TV. Oh shit! You're, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if all they seeing is fucking lean in my cup and. Ferraris and bitches. That's what they go. That's that's what they go want. They want the Kim Kardashian body. Kim Kardashian wants the black woman's body. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. They don't show the other side of it. They don't show the like negative aspects. They only show the flashiness without any of the the the, the drama, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, so if you ain't doing the most ignorant shit out here, or you ain't doing the most inspirational. This is just my heart and soul on the track. You know, it's like people are like, really, I don't know about you out here. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. There's been a few, like I said, there's been a few that have been able to transcend that. Like Shabazz and B-Sat, Stas, the boss and stuff like that. And Gab, you know, Jarv, Jarv D. Like those people are just incredibly talented musically. So there are people within the music community who are like, I go to bat for them, you know what I'm saying, and they put in so much work over time, and it's never the music has never gotten bad, and they've left, so like you know what I'm saying, like they can sustain, hmm. but for like an artist like me who's starting over, it's like really hard, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, I, um, I hope that answers the question. Yeah, we used but to, we're getting we're getting we're getting deep, get heavy. No, I
1: just think, um, I think
0: I'm mad. I feel like the scene I feel like the scene is 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 hurt right now. We're hurt. We're hurt right now.
1: Do you think the Seattle sessions will help with that?
0: The At Seattle all? music sessions? The, the ones that Chase Faith was doing? Yeah. I mean, it's not the issue the camaraderie is not the issue. It's not like I love Blake Anthony, bro. I love uh Trey Ross. I love Webb. I love like I don't know all these new cats, but, like, I res- I see them rap. I see them do their thing. Paris Alexa, Travis Thompson. I love these people. They, We all, like, I've seen each other since cats was coming up. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about we love each other. It's about, yo, can we survive off of this? Mm. Like, can I survive without you? Can I not ride your wave? Can I ride my own wave? Can I create my own wave? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, Kung Fu Grip, it was like, it felt like, man, we always were just waiting for someone to just be like, "Bro, we had a killer show, had great music, critically acclaimed music right. out here and everywhere, and no one will call us to take us on tour? Right. Because it's like, you got to create your own. You know what I'm saying? And that we just never really had our own. We always were doing our thing, and people always respected it. But you didn't ha- we didn't have the numbers. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have the, yo, man, you selling out your show. And that's something like I said. Like we we can get that's a personal problem, kind of. You know, you got to figure out how to get your own. You Got to figure out how to get your own shit now. You know, especially now. There's no excuses now. Wow. You know, there's no there's no gatekeepers. There's no it's on you. Make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Website, podcast, merch, music, only fans. Whole, whole experience, <laughs> bro. Do the only fan, bro. I'm considering it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'll just post freestyles and feet pics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But do do you think Seattle can have this music scene that everyone wanted?
0: Uh, I mean, it depends. depends on the artist, man. The artist, we run it. We run the shit. So, I mean, I feel like as long as as we can, you know, all respectfully have conversations and, you know, be able to talk and figure out how to make it better, um, you know, I don't know. I, like I said, it's too, it's too, it's really, it's really splintered right now. But it's, um, it could, I think the internet could create like, you know, I said, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. I don't know what to say what um, say. Because the Seattle scene is also outside of here, right? Like right. you got Dave B, you got Gift the Gab, you got Nacho, you got Stoss in New York, but all those, the former three were all in LA. Like you got a lot of artists who are just not here either. So who are, yeah, who are just doing, it's still Seattle music. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I still expect the the the, the, <clears throat> the ones who've been doing it to stay doing their hot shit. As far as, like, the new shit is concerned, you know, I'm sure it's going to continue doing good because these people, you know. But as far as, like, it being what it was, where it's like, damn, like, it's really a thing, I don't know. I don't know.
1: But what can you take away from, like, a Blake Anthony? It seems like a lot of the artists that he's.
0: that he, Like, that's how I want to do it. Right. Like, I, I see his career, and I'm like. That's like, I mean, yeah, like we're probably both not like getting the major looks that he should, that he, he should be getting more looks than he should be getting, but he's still doing great work. He's being smart about his pushes and consistent and you know what I'm saying? What else can you ask for, man? It's just, like I said, like, I, I don't know what he wants, but if, if that was me and I was just, and I could sell my records and. Perform and just do that Like I'm good Like he, he's Like I said It's about For me I think Especially as we get older I want to see The game start to go More uh, What's the word Like Like uh, You know what I'm saying You know like in the 40s When you had like those, like, underground, like, bars. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? The, you know what I'm uh, What's the password, see? What are
1: those things called? The old, when you couldn't have alcohol, they were called...
0: Yeah, the speakeasies. <laughs> there we so, go. like, I feel like I want to see hip-hop go into this, like, speakeasy era. Like, I would <laughs> love to see Seattle hip-hop. If This is the most... I challenge you, Seattle. Seattle music scene in general. Yo, if we can get on some speakeasy shit, like, uh, shout-out to the Vera. This is one place I would not say do that to it. But, like, I feel like... <laughs> Um, You know, with most venues, it's going to be hard for us to get in. Like, let's get back on this underground circuit. Like, get us all together. I mean, you know, we might be all be masked up or have be outside venue or something like that. But, like...
1: There's so much farm... You know what I've been thinking about? There is so much farmland out here in Washington. Oh, yeah. I just drive past farmland after... Because I'm in Snohomish right now. Yeah. And, um... Oh, man, it's... I feel like people should be talking to these farmers and asking how much would it cost to rent out your plot of property for five hours to throw an outside festival or Dude, something. Dude, like and that. they
0: love it out there. I remember, uh, man, speaking of uh, snow homish, man, I used to work on this food truck, right? And we went out there, and there was, there's, like, a, a country western festival. We, like, we're on this food truck, we're at this country western festival, and it was lit, but it was in, like, someone's backyard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? See,
1: we need shit like that.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's totally possible, but we just got to be willing to do that shit. Like, you got to be, like be creative like that, you know, or you're doing your live stream thing, like whatever. But yeah, man, as far as like creating that like whole community and vibe again, like it's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of like retraining and like people, I don't want to say retraining mean that people's, how they're moving is wrong. some people are, these people are moving in poverty, bro. And they're moving in like, yo, I need to eat for my fam and for myself. So I would never, like, hate on nobody for signing a deal or doing whatever they, making the records they need to make to get to where they need to be. But, you know, from my perspective, man, as far as the health of the scene and what I how it was when I came in, man, I would love to see us get to a place where we're, like, there again. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like we're all unique and learning off each other, and it's dope. You know what I'm
1: saying? I... Like I'm I'm not going anywhere. I wanna be here in Seattle. I think it's important to build up a community. That's why I wanna have for real, I don't I don't want to say you're an older artist, but I'm trying to have I wanna have people like you who have experience in the scene. Yeah, right. I think it's important to build this community where there's so many different opinions and this I feel like for me at least the podcast is just like phase one of everything I want. I mean, to.
0: like the, the like I said, the the biggest thing our biggest problem with the world right now is just you know, we we don't talk enough. You know what I'm saying? Or when we talk, we can't like like even if you disagree with some of the points I feel like I want you to be able to, I want us to have the conversation so we can come to a better understanding of whatever it is, whatever solution we you know the better world we want to create. You know what I'm saying? And right. um you know, that's I feel like, you know, what you doing this man, that's that's just what it's creating. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just conversation. I wanna get people thinking. It's not no clout shit. Like I'm not saying this just to say something provocative. I really feel this way. Like I really genuinely care about this this shit, bro. Like I've put in my life to this. I really and that's why I think you see a lot of those older artists jaded and upset because or not even upset, but just like, whatever. Because it's like, man, like we had this vision, like, pre-Macklemore, it was, like, this vision that you could just, like, be you and do it. And it. we all got caught up in everybody. No one is is excluded. Everybody got caught up in the hype. You know what I'm saying? Instead of living their truth and keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? And until we can get back to keeping it real, because that's what it was, bro. We were out here. It was like damn near rappers were activists, bro. Like, straight up. You had, like, you know, places like the Vera Project, where it was like you saw Raw upcoming. Yo, this cat is 16. Like, Keenayata, bro. I gave him his first show here. Wow. On this stage. You wow. know what I'm saying? I seen the anniversary, it's like eight years ago today, yesterday or something like that, uh, of the first show, it was the Kung Fu Grips' first headlining show here with Keyboard Kid, Key Nyada, and the homie TG, and Jarv D hosted. Wow. And and Warsami, who's uh, uh, J, Dave B's manager, DJed the show. And these are all Seattle legends, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, Keyboard Kid, Seattle legend. Key Nyada, Seattle legend. Warsami, Seattle legend, uh, you know what I'm saying, Jarved. It's just like, bro, like, that's what it was then. It's not It's not like that no more.
1: I just want you guys to hold out and not settle. I feel like I want to help everyone, and I feel like I can. You are. I, but I feel like people, I, I feel like these older artists are so, there's so many older artists that are so better, like more talented than a lot of these younger people. I'm just going to be honest, in my opinion, because I love hip-hop with all my heart, and I, like I love your guys, like Bryce I'm Bryce Bowden's number one fan.
0: Bryce is the, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but like
1: I'm like literally tomorrow I'm going over to his house just so I can like give him advice on how to do this album release. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't be like, you put so much time into this, I can't just let you see it. I can't just bro, let you release well, this. Well and
0: that's what we need. We need we need more people like you that are passionate about the scene. Because that's the thing, bro, is when I came into it, like I was you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I was literally literally you. Like I, I, but I was rapping You know what I'm saying uh, And so We need people who are in love with The this, this scene bro you, There's no love in the scene no more There's no love Not from the new niggas Not from the old cats There's no love it's, We're all exhausted The old cats are exhausted The new cats are just subverting everything They're not They're not even I don't even gotta tap in with uh, vitamin D all right why would i tap in with a vitamin d yeah <laughs> i'm i'm getting money <laughs> so it's like yo man you know what i'm saying like there is some game that and there is jewels like when i came in bro i was 16 but the jewels were literally handed down and it was i feel like we kind of failed because it was kind of our job to pass it on to the new cats bro and but but it was out of our hands, because the internet, it's like, once a little Mosey type thing happened, it was like, yo, this is completely out of our hands, <laughs> Like, we can't save this. I, I seen him... in ev- this 15-year-old kid... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was- like, we, I remember seeing him outside of New Mo's. He, like, came out after doing, like, a sold-out show, like, his first, like, big sold-out show in Seattle. His and he mom came- dropped him off. <laughs> he was outside, bro, and I went up to him, and I was like, yo, yo, what up? Like, Greg Seif, like, let's take a pic. And it was just like, bro, we took the pic. And it was just like... He's like who are you? <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know who is the who who I will show a lot of love to, man. Little Tracy, bro. His dad is ish, but yo, little Tracy, bro. <laughs> little Tracy, it, man, he's a real one, bro. Like, cuz he really grew up in the scene too. But he's like a young cat. Like he's like 22 or 23 now, but like he's he's like a cat who's doing like all like he came up with Little Pete for those who don't know uh Little Tracy. But like he uh he knew who Rick Rude was. He knew who Rick Reams was. He knows knew who OC Notes is. He knows who these people are. You know what I'm saying? He's seen it behind. He was there. You know what I'm saying? So he knows. Be like, man, this dude right here. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's, uh, and I'm not saying like I'm shit. I'm really, you don't need to show like Greg Seif some respect in order to be Seattle hip hop. Matter of fact, I don't want your respect. <laughs> but I, I do think that like those things are what help an artist. Really understand like Okay how I can move I'm Like you know what I'm saying Cause this like I said It'll jerk you bro This industry would jerk you out it would jerk you jerk you I, I got to a point Where I was literally Looking in the mirror And I was just like Who am I? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm over here Like dyeing my hair And I'm doing all this For who? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing all this For what? And maybe that's the thing too Is like I have to recognize That like I look at new artists And I'm like Okay you know why it works? Because you're being you and that's fine, you know what I'm saying. If that's you, and that's how you express yourself, it it's gonna see that success. You know what I'm saying. And that's what my that's how I feel going into what I'm doing. It's like because it's so real, it's too like it's like dog. You ripped a piece of my flesh here's on, on an album. You know what I'm saying. Like I'm hoping that that is what's gonna set it apart because. Nobody can do what I do. You know what I'm saying? I can't do what this cat do. And I can't do what, you know, I can do, they can't do what I do. I do me. And that's what makes me unique. And that is my selling point. You know what I'm saying? It's like there is somewhere over the rainbow, there is a whole bunch of cats like me. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm telling you. There's a whole bunch. You know what I'm saying? Even you. Like, I look at you, bro. I literally see myself. Like, I'm like, this is the cat I want to make music for. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, like it's kind of I, I kind of contradicted myself on that a little bit, but just
1: the point is just stay hungry for me, this is what I'm telling you and all older artists. just stay hungry and don't settle. I feel like people are about to settle I just well no, if you, settle. if you
0: if you know I, this is the thing if you know if, if you know me i'm I'm definitely not a settler, I'm far from a settler, but i uh you know what I'm saying, I do have a different strategy, so I might what what might seem like settling to you is not settling for me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it just depends. I think, like I said, you got you gotta look at artist situations and stuff like that. All this shit costs money, bro. It's money on money on money. Sometimes you just want to get your art out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's just uh my favorite, one of my favorite Shabazz Palaces song, man. It's it's just another beat. It's like, yo, man. It's it's just you you. I made one song. Like, I've known Bryce for ten years. Okay, this dude has made eleven albums. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He will make another album. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Like, with home base, like, for about a day, I was really like, damn, nobody cares about my album, man. You know what I'm saying? But then I, like, it's like, wait. Nah, bro. It's just a tape. It's a rap album. Whoever's going to like here, yo, I'm going to keep pumping it. Whoever likes it is going to like it. They're going to tap in with it. You know what I'm saying? As long as I keep. Showing it love and showing that I care yeah. And I get back in the studio and do the next one Just as hard Bro that's all you can do At the end of the day man Do you love it? Okay cool If you love it it's gonna feel It's gonna be something There's been tapes where I've literally put in Man a little bit of effort And it's like damn Like that shit really blew I did not So whatever you put into it Is whatever you're gonna get back I'm literally struggling going through the mixing of my album right now And it's like Me and Deaf are like it's got to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? But I I know, and that shit be pissing me off. Like, I be, like, at the house, like, bro, I'm not doing this another day. Wrap the album. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yo, man, I, I had to t- take a step back and be like, that energy that we putting into this right here, that's gonna come back tenfold, bro. We're gonna feel that energy. You know what I'm saying? So it's about caring about it, bro. You know what I'm saying? A lot of art meet a lot of artists. Oh, I rap. Oh, I make beats. Oh, I do my thing. And you just put songs out on SoundCloud, bro. That doesn't mean you are artist, bro. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love everybody. Does not mean you're an artist, bro. I hate a hobby rapper, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me you're doing stuff like you know who you're talking to. Like, you're talking to me, especially talking to me, bro. We're talking about, oh, I wanna make an album, I wanna do this shit. We weren't talking about it, bro. I didn't talk about it. Just around the street from here. I mean, I had my first little job making $100 a week. I took one of them checks. I went down to Radio Shack. I bought myself a little shit mic, a shit mixer, went home, downloaded Audacity. You know what I'm saying? And figured it out. Yeah. And put my album out. You know what I'm saying? And I went from that to being in studios with Elon Wright to being in studios with, you know, dope-ass people and, like, at shows, like... Damn, like I invested all this time and effort into it. And that's what makes me an artist. So if you're expecting to just, oh yeah, I'm gonna make the album and kick it off. It's like, nah, like a lot what what holds a lot of these older artists up is they know the effort it takes to put into a push, bro. It's like it's a full push. Yeah. That shit takes time. Hey, I'll yo, man, I'd rather just chill. <laughs> or man, I'm just gonna make this album and I just wanna put it out. I don't even wanna push. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's not and it's not settling. It's just like, man, this takes a lot. It takes a lot. But uh as far as over here is concerned, man, I still got maybe like one or two runs left in me. I got one or two like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get gangsta on this run. Here you we know? go, man. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. No, I you should. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm a legend.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> That's
0: how we started the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh no, man, but uh for real, man, go check out that home base. Uh Third Stone is coming soon. I got, like, I spent literally, like, all of December in the studio. So I've kind of been chilling since then. I I finished, like, four EPs, and now I'm at a place where I'm, like, I don't like half the shit on those EPs. So now I'm, like, back to breaking it down. I'm, like, in the studio again. I'm working on all this shit. But I'm going to have, like, a bunch of new projects coming out this year. I'm going to definitely have Third Stone by July. And, like I said, there's going to be a full – there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's coming with that. and then um.
1: And you need uh, a new
0: friend, Blake Nast Burton. Bro, you need and to tap in with me, bro. I'm rocking <laughs> with you, man. I'm saying, bro, we need to do like a uh, uh, let's I'll, put on mixtape, man. <laughs> shoot, you man, you spit, bro. No, I cannot at all. You can't rap at all. No. I have I, a hard I, time believing that. No,
1: I, that's the good thing. I think I that's what I like about myself is that I'm honest That I can't.
0: <laughs> hey yo, hey, yo, hey yo, my mess. Yo, put, we we did, we did the three the three thirty second beat. <laughs> three, 30, three beats for 30 seconds. I need the freestyle of my man. My, my <laughs> man up here, bro. Yo, man, put me on the spot. Maybe spit the worst freestyle I ever <laughs> spit in my life. Um, nah, bro. Uh no, nah, I, I really, I really respect what you're doing uh with the podcast. Um, especially um, you know what? I just want to say that too. Uh just to throw something back at you too. Man, keep uh, I appreciate you staying local and showing light on artists like myself because we need it but uh, also um just uh keep getting those big interviews keep tapping yeah. in with Dell's and keep tapping in with those other cats because we need to hear them too yeah. we need to hear their knowledge and their gems that's one of my favorite things. i saw you uh man you uh interviewed Jasmine Lee yeah yo how was <laughs> that i like keep looking at the interview like i want to i want to listen to it yeah man i'm
1: telling you like i I really plan out everything I'm doing. Like, it's, it's, it, everything takes time. I think some people like expect just because you have some big person on that you're going to blow up overnight. It doesn't work like well, that. Well, no, but it's, but like, it, I definitely, it's yeah. about the gems, man. It's yeah. about the
0: gems. I'm, I'm a big fan of that People's Party podcast. Yeah, dude, I, I had,
1: to, I was, you know what happened? This is the most petty thing. One of the most petty things I've done. It's not even that petty. So basically, I reached out to Mack Moore's team. This is going to be the last story, and then we got to get out of here. Okay. 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 Yep. So, when I first started my podcast, I was working at 92.5, okay?
0: Moving 92.5! Like,
1: yes! And I got hired by them while I was still in high school. So, I was like, oh, shit, I am the shit. What were you doing? I was in the promotions department. So, I'd go to events and promote their station, things like that. It was fun. was fun. You were like, 16 doing that shit? I was, I was senior year of high school. I okay, had just okay. got... The, the crazy thing was, I had just got into, like, radio in my high school. Mm-hmm. So, within, like, even before the year was up. I was already hired at a radio station. Yeah. It was nuts. So anyways, I was like, you know what? I, I just started the podcast. The first person I need to get on the podcast is Macklemore. One of the first people I hear, hear back from is Macklemore. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey there, my name is Blake. I work at 92.5. Can I have an interview? And he's like, oh, like the team was like, oh shit, you work at 92.5, huh? So they're like, we're actually, this is when, this was like a year a year ago. So they were like, they are releasing they were doing a the residency. You know what that is? Of course. They were having like a residency um, concert. So like, if you push these tickets at the um, for the residency, we'll we'll set up an interview with you. I was like, oh oh shit. So I have Macmore's team reach out to this station, and I, I was the person that got it all set up. They sold all their tickets from the station, and then they just didn't respond to me. After I, like I got them that station connect, I was like, oh what the fuck. Okay.
0: See, <laughs> 10 years, he pushed us back.
1: So then, <laughs> when the pandemic started... He's going to uh, hate me after this. He's going to be like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, who? Greg <laughs> Seif, who? Fuck that kid. Blake Nast, who? Oh, no. <laughs> so, I, so over the beginning of the pandemic, I reached out again. Every single time I reached out to his team, they've always gone back to me, too. It's not like they... It's weird. So anyways, beginning of the pandemic, I reached out to them, and I was like, hey, I know everyone's kind of just cooped up in the house. Um, I would love to have an- Macklemore on the podcast. They're like, oh, is busy right now. I was like, okay. And then things, Golfing. <laughs> then things started opening up. Whenever the Jasmine Lee interview, that was like a month or two ago, s- slowly things started opening up a little bit more. I see Macklemore is like doing these press tour runs because he just connect with the new golf brand and all that stuff, right? So I reached back out. And I was like, I I see Mac Moore is starting to do press again. Can I can I do an interview? And they're like, Oh, sorry, Mac Moore is busy. Three days later, he's on the People's Party. Yeah. I'm like, What the fuck? You just said yeah, that, that he can't that, do anything.
0: That well, not and you gotta think. Realize those interviews are pre-recorded. Right. Um. But also, man. So I was that like- <laughs> interview infuriated me. That was a that was a tough one for yeah, me to swallow.
1: But it was what I was really cr- was what. Uh, McLemore's cool I guess I'm not, I never want to shit on anyone but anyways what I thought was weird was how Talib Kweli was like fanboying over he Macklemore. was fanboying I, was I hated Lester it home. I hated it I hated the interview
0: um I, I love you, Talib, and I love Jasmine Lee, and I love the platform, man. But yo, that interview had me bugging because yo, he took him on tour. Yeah, Mac took Talib on tour. That was about it, though. Yeah, that was about it. But it was his first, probably like big arena. Yeah, uh, man, Macklemore was doing arenas, like yeah. dog. Sixteen, I mean, you don't know what it feels like walking out on stage and there's sixteen thousand people out there screaming your name. It's an amazing feeling. And but the thing is, like that's what I mean, bro. Yeah. You're out there, Talib Khali, You're getting booed at some of these shows. <laughs> Chance the rapper's getting booed because these fans aren't hip hop fans, right? It's like you know what I'm saying. So it's and and that is that's Seattle. That's Seattle. <laughs> reality. That's reality. That's Seattle. So, but yo,
1: so, so I fucking was like, okay, you guys are gonna interview Macmore So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I can just get one of them on, and that'll get just that'll that'll that'll. that'll, that'll Hold me over for right now, at least.
0: My, my funny, beautiful co-host,
1: Jasmine Lee. So I got her on the podcast, and that was about it, but it all stemmed because Macklemore wouldn't let me interview him. So hey, I was like, well, you know just, what, fuck it. This is the last podcast he just did. He's going to want. He's gonna be
0: calling you. He's going to be calling you for his next album. You just keep rocking, bro. Just keep doing your thing, bro. He's going to call you, bro. For real, man. That's how it works in the city, bro. There we you go. know what I'm saying? Just keep pumping. Keep doing your thing. Uh, keep contributing, bro. We need it. Thank you so much for having me on, too, bro.
1: Oh yeah, and what is the easiest way for people to reach you?
0: Uh, man, I haven't been on social media lately, but Instagram. Anything is AKA Greg Scott Sife, AKA Greg Sife, Greg Sife at on Twitter, AKA Greg Sife on Twitter, and AKA Greg Scott Sife on Instagram. Uh, You can look me up, Greg Cypher, on Bandcamp, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, Yeah, man.
1: There we go. This is the NAS podcast
0: with Greg Cypher. Yo, the legend, nigga.